I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. This is It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati with Lindsey Patterson and Mike Santagata. We are back on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati, keeping one more Christmas topic because we don't have plenty of that to get to in December, November-ish, mid, late, almost Thanksgiving because it's already November 9th, which is insane. But I want to talk about Christmas trees because people were giving me a hard time. And in Twitter, they said it. When do you put your tree up? When do you start to celebrate Christmas? Are you a before Thanksgiving or after? I feel like I know the answer, but are you real tree, fake tree? Fake tree all the way. Uh, I just, I, I don't know. I've never had a real tree. <laughs> I guess that's the reason. I, the needles fall down. I got a small dog. I feel like he's going to ingest them somehow. I don't know. <laughs> he yeah. likes to go near the tree a lot. So fake tree. And I am an after Thanksgiving person for Christmas. As much as I love Christmas, my favorite holiday. I just, I wait until after Thanksgiving to do everything. That's awesome. I'm not that person. I'm a November 1st is Christmas time and I'm ready to celebrate and let's go. Everybody get your holiday cheer out. My TikTok for you page is all Christmas. Uh, Nick, our producer says his fiance already has the presents wrapped, which is crazy. And I love Christmas so much, but my presents aren't even purchased yet. So I'm not even there. I'm, I'm yeah, like I said, I don't purchase my presents till Black Friday. Also, uh, I have a tradition of wrapping everything the night before and uh, hating myself, but usually listening to uh, different Christmas jams like the Blink-182 Happy Holidays to yell it's Christmas Eve and I've only wrapped two <laughs> presents. No, I, yeah, I'm i definitely like a day before because I, I just go home and I'm like, I'll just wrap these the day before and everything will be totally fine. We'll get to a couple more Bengals questions. Again, we'll have plenty of Christmas Thanksgiving topics coming later on the podcast. Boxy Brown says, knowing what we've seen from the first game against the Steelers, what are some aspects of the game you guys will be looking to into this rematch? Um, so obviously blocking TJ Watt looks like he's going to play, but I think the big one for me is, can you run your quick game? Because TJ Watt kept disrupting that. That I think was the big thing. It wasn't even blocking him. You could take the pressures and everything, but he had an interception. He deflected a few balls. What is your plan to make TJ Watt not get in the way of throwing a slant behind him? Or do you just run your quick game to Alex Highsmith's side? That, to me, is an interesting part. I don't know if there's anything that interesting about the defense versus their offense, to be honest. <laughs> it's, it, their offense didn't do anything against the defense the first time. I know they scored points, but it was it, 
They scored at the end. I don't want to discredit them too much, but it was very much their defense won the game. So to me, almost everything interesting is on that defensive side. Does Minka step up and, you know, make an interception again? Do the Steelers force turnovers? This Bengals team hasn't really had that many turnovers other than that first week. Do the Steelers just know how to play them to get turnovers or something like that? But I think the most interesting part is the quick game is going to help you to slow down pass rushes. So can you execute your quick game without it getting tipped at the line? Yeah, I um, I don't even want to think about the matchup right now, even though I chose that question, just because I know we're going to talk about it next week. And we're just living off a high of two weeks of a win, putting 42 up, and then we'll get real serious about that matchup. But I'm going to go with another Twitter question. And he says, Burrow loves taking a couple hits and the quarterback sneaks are on the goal line. Short yardages are good. Scripted way to do that. But would you like to see Sam Hubbard in as a fullback for some of those scenarios? Um, I mean, yes and no. I don't know. I <laughs> I think that I don't like to see Burrow take all those hits. I, I, I actually I got pretty upset when they ran the quarterback draw uh, when they're up 21-0 <laughs> at the goal line. I was like, what are you doing? This guy takes enough hits. I think Sure, Sam Hubbard can place a fullback in that scenario. I I don't know how well he'll do it. It's been years. I think he did it before. Any other big body defenders you'd like to see line up at fullback is also interesting uh, yeah. part of that. But I they they haven't done much with fullbacks. They've like Drew Sample would be the guy they put at fullback. Sometimes they could put Hayden Hurst there, but he's not a real fullback. Um, I don't know. What what do you think about Sam Hubbard at fullback? And then I could do the second half of that other big defenders. No, I it's nothing against Sam Hubbard. Um I I don't know if I want Sam Hubbard taking those hits. Yes, that's exactly what I was gonna say. I don't want him injured. And yeah. he's been just so productive on the defensive side that I say no. I just want to say one person I'd like and then you can get to who you would like to be in that scenario if we had to choose. BJ Hill. After his mic'd up, I feel like this guy is all in. He I want him to score a touchdown at this point. I want to see BJ Hill running down the field, scoring a touchdown. Maybe it's a pick six. Maybe it's a scoop and score. Maybe he's helping Joe Burrow with the quarterback sneak on the goal line. But I'm I'm for BJ Hill in this moment. Um man, the first thought in my mind is goes against what I just said about Sam Hubbard getting injured because I was like, oh, DJ Reader. <laughs> but then I was like, I probably don't want to put DJ Reader there. He already had the knee thing. Uh, BJ Hill's a good answer. To go different from that, I think, I don't know. I, Damato Pecco used to do it. I think J2 Fele with the hair, you know. Then when he goes out there, man, that was so fun. When when Pecco would go out, you'd be like, oh, yeah, Pecco was, was good at it. Yeah. So maybe, I don't know, give Tufele a shot at it. Because that, that to me is almost even better than Hill in terms of, well, if he gets injured, we can manage. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, don't want to think the worst case scenario only. I think she'd be good at it too. But yeah, it is like in my mind, I'm like, oh, I can't send somebody too, too important out there. Uh, no, and, and I'm, I'm going to go to this next question because we've talked a lot about Lou in this podcast, and I mentioned the second half adjustment. Sergeant Hude says, what do you two think will be the biggest adjustment that Lou makes on the defensive side of the ball for the second half of the season? I think it's interesting. The biggest adjustment is probably even less man coverage, and I think they showed this against the Panthers. They're 
not only is it going to be a little bit more zone heavy, I think it will also involve a little bit more confusion aspects. I think it will use a little bit more dropping an extra guy into coverage at times. Um, it seems like he just prefers the coverage to the pass rush where he's going to spend his resources to help make up for Cheeto. So that is, uh, that's what I see is a bit more put into the coverage and trying to confuse quarterbacks. If Lou can mask the absence of what they've been able to do without DJ reader, which for me personally, I've been impressed because when DJ reader went down, I was like, mm, this is going to be devastating. I mean, it is still devastating when he comes back. I can't wait. And hopefully it is for the Pittsburgh Steelers game, but what he was able to do there on the defensive side of the ball and then credit to the D line coach. But if he can mask the absence of Cheeto, in the second half of the season when you face these quarterbacks. I mean, I got to give Ryan Tannehill credit um, for the Titans. You get Tom Brady out there who sometimes looks a little like Tom Brady and other times not so much. You have Josh Allen, you have Patrick Mahomes, you have Deshaun Watson, and then you'll have Lamar Jackson. So if he can, if he can make those adjustments in the second half of the season without their star corner, I think it's going to be, I mean, this again, credit to, I keep saying he's going to be a head coach, but I, I all the credit to Lou because that's going to be pretty difficult to do. Yeah, that is it's hard to overcome uh, that injury, but he overcame the DJ Reader injury, so I I have faith. Good about it? Do you feel good about it? No, I'm being serious because that's one of the things that felt so devastating when they lost to the Browns when Cheeto was gone. I feel good about it in general. I worry about it. I think I've said this a few times when they play a really good number one wide receiver because they probably can't trust themselves to play single high man coverage. All right. We'll go with JC right now. He said, bye week means self-scout. We gave our awards in the first segment. What's your favorite moment from the season leading up to bye week? Ooh, interesting. Favorite moment. Hmm. It might. <sighs> <laughs> There's so many thoughts in my mind. Um, the first one to come to my mind is in the in the Dolphins game when T caught the long touchdown along the sideline. I thought that opened it up, and it felt like such a big. I was there too, so yeah. I think that I'm not. I don't. I go to like one, maybe two games a year. So going to it, experiencing the stadium, and that moment, just everything erupting because it felt like the offense was bottled up right before that. And then that happens and it's just felt like such a party. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. I will say this because I'm going to go to two parts and I'm going to bounce off a little bit there. Let's do this scenario. Monday Night Football is the second to last game of the season. You say you only go to like one or two games a year. Are you coming to Cincinnati for Monday Night Football versus the Buffalo Bills? Maybe. I don't know. What, what, <laughs> I am what, not what, committed. What if this team wins the next three? So my actual worry is uh, being in the Midwest in the winter and driving 
five hours in the snow <laughs> and I hate the cold too, but I do want to support them. And I know there's a lot of people going to that game. So like, I, I get it. It's just in my mind. I'm like, Oh man. Lean no, but it's a, it's a strong, maybe uh, I wouldn't say podcast, no podcast listeners, Twitter listeners, make sure you make Bengals underscore fans get to Cincinnati for another home game. because It's a great slate of, quarterbacks coming in, not named Deshaun Watson. Um, I want to go back to what you said with the Miami Dolphins game um, when it comes to the atmosphere. I think that was one of the coolest moments, like as a fan atmosphere, obviously the play winning that game was huge. When it comes to play, I'm a little biased in this department, but it was when Jamar Chase went off in the Atlanta game. Um, it's a little bittersweet because he was injured and, you know, he re-aggravated his injury. So that's unfortunate, but he just went off. And it was so much fun to watch him just do the Lambo leap again, him and Tyler Boyd out there. I just, I think for me personally, it was the Atlanta game because you could say the Louisiana game that this offense finally felt like they were clicking after a really early struggle. And then obviously winning at the Superdome was really special for Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow. But I felt like it was like, oh yeah, they're back. Their offense is back. And I know who they're playing against, but I felt really confident in what we were going to see for the rest of the season, obviously, if Jamar Chase is healthy. Yeah, my second choice was uh, the Jamar Chase back shoulder run for a touchdown against New Orleans to win the game. I think that was also up there for best moments. If they ruled it a touchdown, uh, the T. Higgins dunk against the Jets probably would be up there for me, but the heels touched or something. <laughs> What, what questions are you seeing out there on the Twitter world that you liked? All right. Let's see. I'm going to go from the people that didn't follow really the rules. And yeah, let's do them. Did my not enough questions and they answered. They put it in there. Parker, our uh, friend of the show, asked like seven questions. We'll go with, we'll go with one of them. <laughs> um, how does this Bengals team make it to the Super Bowl? Wow. What a question. Because again, we have three minutes. So I'm listening to our producer down there in a little chat box. Mm -hmm. But last year, October was when a lot of people nationally and I think even locally thought, hey, this team could be a Super Bowl contender. They had health on their side. I would say because this, a lot of people are afraid of this team playing on the road. They proved last year they can win playoff games on the road. You win at Arrowhead in the AFC Championship game, you can win anywhere. Joe Burrow's played in that atmosphere before in college. So I would say this is going to be really generic. Uh, your quarterback stays healthy. You have an offensive line. And Jamar Chase returns. Um, health is a big part. I think health is just one of the more underrated things. It's I know everybody hated the whole injury luck regression thing. It is real. It's like it the is. Bengals were one of the, luck, the healthiest teams. I think injuries are a lot of luck. If you just think of the way that the guys have gone down this year, it's like one play and just boom. It's not like these soft tissues that linger. Um, the Rams were one of the healthiest teams last year. The year before the Bucks were the healthiest team. It's like when you win the Super Bowl, you're probably up in the top five in health. So that's a part of it. I think the other thing is I think they could go on the road and make it as a wild card. I 
after last year, they almost did that. They had to beat the Raiders at home. But other than that, they had to go play the number one seed on the road. I get the Titans probably weren't the best team in the AFC. Chiefs were, other than the Bengals. So they went on the road and beat them in the toughest place to play. We haven't seen them play on the road in the snow, really. So like the Buffalo aspect of that would be interesting to go to Buffalo and have to play there. I would say if they can maintain some health, Jamar Chase gets back to four. And we, we don't know if the hip labrum terror small fracture is going to have much effect on him on his play. If he could play up to where he normally plays, the run game stays good, not elite, but just good enough. And <clears throat> Joe Burrow is hot. <clears throat> then I think this offense can actually carry them into the Super Bowl. And the defense will never be that bad. Uh, with Lou Anarumo going week by week and divide, <clears throat> designing those game plans. So I, I have a lot of faith in the defensive coordinator to go week by week and specifically come up with something that's going to give the opposing offense some problems. And I have faith that this offense could be even better next year. So the defense might not be as good in the playoffs just because you're missing some of these guys, especially Cheeto. But the offense could be a little bit better because the offense was clutch, but it wasn't that good in the playoffs. It was all right. They scored like nothing in the Chiefs game in the first half. Then they were good in the second half. The Titans game was not a good offensive showing. Nine sacks. They didn't score that much. And then the Raiders game was an okay offensive showing, but they didn't score 30 in that one either. And if the in the Rams game, if they had a better offensive showing, they, they win. But we don't have to talk too much about that. I thought the defense played extraordinary in all four of those games. So... I have faith that they can play at least really good and give the offense, the opposing offense, some issues. Yeah, I'll make this quick. But as you mentioned, health is obviously number one on the list. And as I, you know, I, I've said this before, and I know it's a big thing on social media for a lot of people when they look at what Cincinnati did last year, they're like, oh, they were lucky. They got lucky. I wouldn't, I, I hate that argument. I, I don't think you can get that lucky in all of those games, but it's health. It's a little bit of luck, just a little. Cause you think of some of those tip passes and, and they were able to get it in the Tennessee game. When you think the game's over, Randy Bullock's going to kick the game winner and they're able to get it back. When... Yeah. But in the Tennessee game, they also had a pass go off P Ryan's hands into the defender. You're right. So like, you're right. So I feel I mean, like that went both ways. I, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't I buy like the luck like... in game. I buy the luck injury as if they didn't, they yeah. didn't get a, a ACLs from to an important player or anything. Oh, and believe me, I don't think this team just got lucky last year. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's talent. That was talent last year. You see Joe Burrow go off as comeback player of the year. You hear your rookie of the year wide receiver who was unbelievable. I'd say, yeah, I guess you would put the little bit of luck with the health in the health mm -hmm. category, uh, which is a lot of luck to have to have your team that healthy. Uh, but no, I just I mean, I don't like that argument. I always kind of fight it. I'm like, that's silly. That's that's not fair. That's kind of like saying that argument that the Chiefs lost the game versus Cincinnati winning the game. And I hate everything about it because uh, you don't beat them twice. You don't beat them twice. in, in those atmospheres, one at home for the AFC North title and then at Arrowhead in the AFC championship game. Um, just say, just say what happened since 91 game. But, uh, but yeah, so no, I mean, wow, that's crazy to think about at this halfway point of the season. If we're sitting here in January and February talking about Super Bowl, I don't know. I'd be pumped. I'd be ready to go to Arizona, book that ticket. Oh my God. Um, but yeah, no, now I'm getting optimistic. See, we can get optimistic during bye week. Uh, then we'll get serious next week. Four o'clock game, Tony Romo. Um, but yeah, what's up on uh, all Bengals right now? Uh, the Joe Mixon article just going over 
this game just so many awesome plays that it was hard for me to cut any plays out because he almost had a really good play on like all of them but just going over in depth like what happened the play call and um what made that play work i i I think it's interesting hope people like it uh it didn't get as much traction as i hope but i also think that uh everybody everybody you know they 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 got all the plays beforehand so i I didn't keep anything from them so i don't know that that's uh the article it's up i'm probably not putting up a bi-week article just yet i'll probably have something up next week whether that's just a mid-season type thing or I, I already previewed the Steelers and I don't think it's that different. So <laughs> I'm probably not going to do that again, but uh, yeah, go check out the Joe Mixon article until I get something up for next week. Yeah, I read it. And then I read everybody else's stuff. Your, your stuff has more than what everybody else has. So everyone <laughs> should go read it. And uh, no, I'm just joking, but really, I mean, everyone go read it. Make sure you're checking it out. All Bengals, Bengals underscore stands. He has a great breakdown after every game, all the video cuts and just great notes follow along on Twitter at LNDS Patterson. And just like I said, Bengals underscore Sands. And we will be back next week to preview the week ahead as the Cincinnati Bengals get back to work and to be determined if DJ Reader is back there on the practice field. Thanks for listening to It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati.